I started a podcast because I just wanted to connect with more people. Right. So um, I started doing those random talking videos and then started thinking, well, if this was in some sort of format where I'm talking to someone, that wouldn't be too difficult because the random talking video is so easy, right? Like before it was making a pretty picture or having to orchestrate the whole thing. And, and to me, it was just too much work. Mm. Um, so thinking of a podcast and just having interviews with people was like, okay, that doesn't seem too, too difficult. I get a mic. I've mm. seen a few other people doing it. I saw you doing it. Hey, what's the setup? Uh, you know, you gave me, you were the first person to give me the rundown on what I needed. And it's like, oh my God, you could do this for 200 bucks. You know, you can start this project. <laughs> That's Nelson Quadros, and this is the Yoga Life Podcast. Hello there, loyal podcast listener, wherever you are, whatever you're doing. Thanks so much for taking the time out of your day to listen to me <laughs> talk to people um, your time is really appreciated i assume that you you're a podcast fan so for that reason i'm particularly excited to have nelson quadras i hope my pronunciation is good um on today's episode um, he's a fellow podcaster like me and he's also a movement coach I think that podcasting is really powerful and I think a lot of people are unsure or maybe just a little bit fearful of putting their voice out there. This is part of the reason why I want to speak to Nelson because Nelson has been really pumping out the episodes on his podcast, The Daily Practice, and he's been doing a lot of random talking videos on Instagram where he just talks straight to the camera. I think this is really powerful because he you get a chance to use your personality and um Nelson's really funny um he's really quirky and uh, I think you'll enjoy this episode. So this episode today is brought to you by a couple of people. The first one is Om Om Apparel, the men's clothing brand you see me wear all the time. <laughs> If you like to look dapper, if you like to look after the environment while you're doing yoga, on or off the mat, then check out OM. They have sustainable recycled fabrics, they have recycled paper packaging, and they're really focused on men's health. Uh, their fabrics are eco-certified and they do all they can to help reduce irresponsible manufacturing. So if you'd like to check out OM, you can go to om.com forward slash the yoga life podcast and use the promo code Kevin at checkout to get 15% off. I um, have some of the top, some of their bottoms. So check them out. The other sponsor are 108 Asana Yoga Sequencing Cards by Yoga Roo. Now, you may know home practice isn't always easy. Sometimes you need a bit of inspiration. So if you need some guidance, check out yogaroo.ie. Use the promo code Kevin for a 10% discount. And you'll get a lovely 
turquoise box through your post uh, with some cards that will give you a guide to your own practice but also if you're planning on designing a class and you get a little bit lost these are a great way to get some structure in your class for all the teachers out there so once again arm apparel is kevin at checkout 15 percent off 108 asana cards again is kevin at checkout for 10 percent off lastly if you're enjoying the podcast and you would like to support directly you can go to www.thekevinballyoga forward slash support the yoga life podcast and for any amount that you see is suitable you can become a patron of the podcast you don't have to do this but i'd really appreciate it um, it allows me to produce more episodes of higher quality and reach out to more people to have interesting conversations that hopefully help you in your yoga journey. Thanks so much for listening. Without further ado, here's Nelson. Hey. Hey, how you doing? I'm doing great. How's that? Uh, have you just woken up? Yeah, I woke up like uh, an hour and a half ago. You had breakfast? No breakfast, but a little bit of coffee. That, mm, that'll I'm be t- breakfast, I guess. I did a latte. Homemade okay. latte. And then would you exercise and then eat? So what I've been doing lately is, <clears throat> excuse me, as I wake up, as I wake up, after I wake up, I'll go ahead and just do like 10 pull-ups, 10 push-ups, drink a nice tall glass of water, mm-hmm. and then make a coffee or wait until I go to, we have this nice coffee shop that it's like everybody knows us and you know that that show cheers yeah it's kind of like that you know so if i'm not going to get a coffee there then i'll I'll just make one here and i'll do mm-hmm. an espresso but that's that's the morning routine basically yeah yeah i'm quite similar myself i i have a bulletproof coffee which isn't oh, well, not, not the actual brand i have mm-hmm. some butter in it and also some coconut oil but um yeah, I don't know. I've been told I because mean, I'm thinking that fasting is good for you, but I've been told that once you actually have the the butter or even just caffeine itself, you, you're technically breaking a fast. But right. I don't know, man. It suits it suits me. It kind of it's my little treat in, in the morning. So, um, and I find that I can be more focused when I'm doing my practice in the morning time. So, um, so Nelson, I'm making a conscious effort for this episode that I don't that I don't talk too much and I've learned more <laughs> about you okay yeah man I'm trying to be more like um mindful of my guests and uh I've I have my main fascination with you is that you're the first person I've had on that is a fellow podcaster right on so, yeah man so and I and I love podcasting so I'm going to start off with a big old question and i think it's uh, probably the most important one why did you start a podcast i started a podcast because i just wanted to connect with more people or people that i'd already known on instagram so really instagram was the the place like kind of the meeting center of it all mm. and i 
I've had a lot of people in the movement physical space that I've had interest in. And mm-hmm. I've always started projects, um, but then I get overwhelmed. There's too much work involved, and then I end up tossing it to the side. Right. So um, I started doing those random talking videos and then started thinking, well, if this was in some sort of format where I'm talking to someone, that wouldn't be too difficult because the random talking video is so easy, right? Like before it was making a pretty picture or having to orchestrate the whole thing. And to me, it was just too much work. Hmm. Um, so thinking of a podcast and just having interviews with people, it's like, okay, that doesn't seem too, too difficult. I get a mic. I've hmm. seen a few other people doing it. I saw you doing it. Hey, what's the setup? Uh, you know, you gave me, you were the first person to give me the rundown on what I needed. And it's like, oh my God, you could do this for 200 bucks. You know, you can start this project. <laughs> uh, low investment really with time, money. Um, starting to find once you really get into it, the time is a bit more, right? But um, really it was just, I wanted to get to know more people. Hmm. I wanted to have conversations with them. I've It's always been my favorite form of media. Uh, since I was a kid growing up listening to the Howard Stern show when I shouldn't have been <laughs> like <laughs> watching the show. It's just like, this is such a fascinating, it's all communication, talking with people. I love to talk with people. Um, yeah. And it felt just, it felt simple and easy and something that I could stick to at least do like 10 shows and then, and then go from there. Hmm. And how have you found that it's changed your 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 ability to well, has it actually from a business point of view has it directly affected your um your work like as in have you and that could be in a good way or a bad way i would say it's definitely affected both ways um mm. i'll start with the bad way first it's just time um whenever you take on a project something new like this at first it became all right i'll just throw up some uh, the audio, I'll capture whatever they've got. I didn't do an intro. I didn't I didn't do any of that. And then when you start adding that in, oh, wait, I should do this a little more serious or have better <laughs> production quality, then all of a sudden the time comes in. Yeah. And suddenly I find myself, oh, man, I need to promote this thing too. The marketing of it, uh, it grows. And it forces you to take more time with it. So... Uh, it's mm-hmm. taken away from, I guess, business side of things. But in in essence, this is also what I really like to do. And I would like to turn it into some form of business. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not quite dialed in on that yet. Um, but, I mean, it's mostly been positive. And it's mostly been... <coughs> bless, sorry. It's mostly been the good stuff. Um, just learning how to communicate better, how to listen better, mm-hmm. how to choose my words more wisely, stop umming i still do that all the time but finding ways to better convey my message and that directly relates into teaching and coaching um i i conduct these one day movement safety seminars for this company called worklete and i have to convey the principles of movement deadlift squat overhead press if we're using those three as principles, which most people do or they perform on a daily basis, they might not know it. And most of our clients are uh, blue collar workers, I guess you can call them, truck yeah. drivers, 
factory employees, warehouse employees. Uh, it's very physical, uh, physically laborious, the work they do. So um, a lot of them don't, they don't get to work like this. They don't get to move. It's not like us, you know, mm-hmm. it's not like the yogis, you know, they take their time, they have their green juice, all the stereotypes, right? But they're, they're on the other end of the spectrum and they see me coming in. Um, oh, and when I had my long hair, they were like, you know, who's this hippie? What's he going to teach me? But it's it's helped me connect to them better, how I use my language. Mm. Uh, it's helped me find my voice and helped mm. me feel more comfortable in my voice and how I speak and and realize, oh, this, the way I, the way I communicate is, makes me me in some way. It makes all of us who we are. And if we can tap into that better through our physical expression with voice, the noises we make out of our mouths, how we use our, you know, how you articulate your eyes. There's so many things uh, you start to realize Mm. that go into communication and good communication. And everyone has their own flavor. And I think we have to find it. And the more we do it, the easier it becomes to be you, like be more comfortable being you. And I think that's been the, the best thing so far. I feel much more comfortable doing something like this right now with you and not so concerned about if I stumble over my words or I mess up, I I keep going. I don't get hung up so much. I don't get in my head so much. Yeah. Yeah. Because when you're editing, you listen to yourself back. And I think one of the most useful tools is if you're a teacher and you're, you know, professional communicator is to record yourself and listen to yourself. And most people never do that. You know, the two, a lot of people actually will say they hate the sound of their own voice. Like mm-hmm. they hear their voice on a, on a voicemail and they're like, Oh no, turn it off. It's embarrassing or video. Um, but when you have to listen to yourself back, as you said, you realize some of the, the duller words that we use like, um, and, and I think these, this is a natural way of speaking, but um, I, I maybe what I what I've noticed is that I am um, I could be more thoughtful in, in my speech instead of trying to emphasize to make a point uh, because I think that I don't have have you found that um, like if you had any because you're quite funny you're quite funny and uh, you're very relaxed in your in your way of speaking have you had any times in your in your podcasting where you've said something that has offended anyone? I perhaps not offended anyone yet. Because <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I feel like I will eventually, but I've, I've definitely pushed. I've, I've had moments where I've said something that I know might be provoke, provoking to that individual Mm-hmm. Um, but then found out it was actually something they wanted to speak about and they felt comfortable speaking about, but it's been though, it's been more of those moments where I'm not sure how this might be received. And I, I kind of get choked up a little bit and it's kind of when you deliver bad news to someone and you're, and you get that feeling in your gut and you're like, Oh shit, you know, how are they going to take this? And your mind starts racing a bit. And then I think it's more so the, um, the lulls though. We talked about ums and I think those are great ways that we kind of catch up, our brain catches up to our speech. Mm-hmm. So I think having those moments of pausing and then waiting for someone to say something back or not knowing if they're going to say something back or when to jump in, 
those moments have been a bit more difficult and then have, because then you have to play with breaking the awkwardness or I, and I've been lucky to not have too much of that. And I've tried to avoid it as much as possible by yeah. speaking to people that I know about already or know me in some way. Uh, so we can kind of break through that and not have that awkwardness of, okay, who are you? What do you really do? You know, cause um, I even was telling someone this the other day, or I made a post I had, and I'm, I'm, I'm kind of going off trail here, but yeah, so good. Cool. It was about, um, oh, I put a post about it. I had a guest on and he said, Hey man, I, I just listened to it. I really appreciate the podcast because you, uh, you did your research. You knew what questions to ask me. And I've been on other podcasts that they, they just give me general questions and it, and he noticed, and mm. um, that was something that I always wanted to make sure to avoid because I, I feel like there's nothing there that will create the awkwardness, and people can tell, you know, hey, did this guy even, are they, is he listening? Did he even care about having this guest on? So mm. maybe that's going a different direction, but... Yeah, uh, well, yeah. But I think, I think you, it's important for us to realize, me and you, that... Our, 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 our time, everyone's time is very precious. We have only a certain amount of hours, days, weeks, months, whatever years left in our life. And if someone is spending the time to download our podcast and listen to them, they could be doing something else. And it's such an intimate thing that if they, if we end up speaking to someone because we feel like we have to, mm. or we're asking them safe questions, or we're not doing it for the right reasons, I think people can sense that. And um, I, I've been caught up in that myself at the start when I was interviewing uh, people. I, I treated it more like an interview. I didn't. I knew the people, um, but I'd never really spoken to them before. I said I knew of them, and I was very safe in the questions that I asked and very bland, really. Um, I didn't, and I was kind of asking what I thought I should ask as opposed to what I was actually interested in. So for example, now this, this, this episode with you, mm. I'm really interested in podcasting. I'm not really interested in talking about yoga. This is a part of yoga because I'm a yoga teacher and this is my main way of communicating with people. Mm. And, and therefore when I speak to you, you've chosen to do this because it's not, I, I know you said that you can do it for 200 quid and you can do it really cheaply, but people sh should uh, uh, i mean it'd be good for people to understand that podcasting isn't easy to, to do it well think about it this way if you know 100 people how many of those 100 people have a facebook account probably 90 of them how many have instagram mm -hmm. maybe 60 out of 100 and how many people do you know that have their own podcast one in 100 maybe like people don't do it because it actually it requires um not just a bit of technical expertise compared to Instagram, obviously, and you can start an Instagram mm -hmm. account, you know, a few clicks, but also it requires a lot of your, your, for want of a better word, your soul. You're really putting yourself out there for, and it's one way traffic, essentially. People can critique you on what you've said. And um, I've said things where I, I, I think, I mean, we've all said things where if we look at it from someone else's point of view, maybe we could have rephrased it. And once you hit that publish button, and it goes out there, it's no longer yours. And someone can say to you, um, well, remember that podcast you did, whatever, a year ago, and you said this. And the problem is that that we, p people change. You know, I know this is a bit mm -hmm. of a very extreme example, 
but and it's quite topical. But take the Liam Neeson thing that's just happened. Have you are you familiar with that? So I got reference to this from a clip from Joe Rogan and Sam Harris talking about it. <laughs> yeah, that's where I get my news as well from Joe yeah. Rogan. Um, that was, by the way, that I was actually, well, I was waiting for our call. I was listening to that that podcast for the second time, the Sam Harris one and Joe Rogan. But yeah, so it's an extreme example, but um, Liam Neeson was referring to a comment uh, or how he felt about something 20 years ago. And and it was um it had racial is a racial slur mm-hmm. and um he is like having his movie cancelled now and or, or he's having his premiere cancelled and uh, loads of backlashes people saying they should boycott his movie but what the point i'm getting at is that you can have a conversation with someone in a coffee shop and say x y and z and you may feel differently a year later about anything in, right. in life but when it's recorded and it's put out there it's um it makes me a little, to honestly, you Nelson, know, I don't know about you, but part of me makes me a little bit reluctant. But then at the same time, I think, no, actually, that's going to make me double down and be even more uh, honest with my opinion. Um, have you thought about, like, uh, like, do you edit your podcast? Well, I'm, I'm really happy you brought this up because I think it's, when I started thinking about how many, it felt like everyone has a podcast now, right? It feels... It's mm-hmm. like, it's the newest thing. But in actuality, I love it. And I think it's great if someone wants to go in this direction because the competition will always be lesser than something that's easier to do. Like Instagram, it's easier to put a picture of yourself on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And and that's it. It's out there. Um, but there's not a lot on the line. Like you said, your voice, your words, what you publish, and once it's out there, Someone can grab it, save that audio clip forever. You said it, it's there. Mm. So naturally, and a lot of people don't like their voice and they're afraid to speak their opinions and double down on them, like you said. Mm -hmm. So you're always going to have a lot less people in this space, even though it seems like there's a lot. Mm. In terms of like doubling down on your voice, I think that is the important part of this and that's why it's helped me cultivate my voice and who I am and be more assertive in my thoughts and actions and, and what I'm really about. Um, Mm -hmm. when it comes to a situation like that, it's really unfortunate because yeah, what he said is terrible, but it's about context, right? So yeah, that is also the danger of doing this. I can understand why you feel a little apprehensive because someone can take this audio file, use some sort of downloading, uh, software to download podcast, clip audio from what I say, clip it all together and make me say something terrible and then yeah. put it out there. If they really wanted to, you know, take me down. So there's that risk. Mm-hmm. Uh, is it likely? I don't think so, but I don't think I have any enemies out there that are that malicious. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, the, the thing is, as you mentioned earlier, you haven't offended anyone yet, but in a bizarre way, and I don't mean to sound sadistic, hopefully one day you will. Because, because um, let me if I can yeah, elaborate, please. just because that might that might be a bit confusing. Because let's say for now, for now, for let's say I have ten listeners. Okay, the chance of me offending ten of the like one of the ten is quite slim. If I have a hundred listeners, maybe one might be offended. If I have a thousand listeners, maybe ten will be offended. And hopefully, I get to a stage where I'm saying important stuff um, that is affecting people and. 
if I don't, I don't, okay, well, I should probably maybe rephrase that speaking of editing. We're not editing this though, but um, I don't hope to offend someone, but it's, um, it's possible. And if it's an important point that needs to be said, I think it's worth it. That's, that's part of the sacrifice you make because just because someone is offended, they have the right to, to opinion. They have a right to be offended, but it doesn't necessarily mean that their opinion matters. Right. And, and let me go back and say, I haven't yeah. offended any of my guests. I'm <laughs> sure I've offended many listeners. Uh, that's, that's what I was, I was asking about. <laughs> listeners. No, no, sorry. I meant, I meant your listeners. Have you had anyone like message you? Um, or maybe you can't say, I don't know, but well, you I've, twice if you have. <laughs> I've been lucky. I've had a lot of people tell me, this is great, man. Keep doing it. Love it. Mm. Love the podcast. Um, I've definitely had a lot of people and maybe it's, it's probably in, it's probably been from a mix of things, especially those random talking videos I do that they're not, it's probably not the best on Instagram in terms of engagement. Um, but I've had many people stop following me and then people I, I know personally and, <laughs> you know, I saw them unfollow me. I'm like, okay, that's interesting. I see that you are just not digging what I'm doing. Like mm. you, you didn't even mute me. You just unfollowed me, you know? So, <laughs> um, but it's, it, that is the great thing about this. And I think that is, the most important thing about these platforms and kind of what I've been on lately is do you speak your voice? Whoever leaves, that's good. You, they're not, you're not for them. They're not for you. Mm -hmm. um, the people who stick around like what you do, they'll double down on you. Then you can double down. on it, It's, it's yeah, much easier, so right? To know who you need to target anyways and who wants what you're doing and who gets value out of it. Mm -hmm. Um, in terms of offending people, I th that's that's why I love comedy and comedians and when they put out their podcast because it's looking at things from this logical, rational lens and then adding in the humor of just existing and how ridiculous it is that, yeah, you know, it's good to get offended in some ways, um, but then it's also taking it to another extreme of, I'm so offended. I'm so upset. How could you say that? Okay, fine. We're going to say things. We're going to trip up. I think that Liam Neeson event, um, yeah, it's not great what he said, um, obviously, but he's talking about his past and why not use that as a moment of learning, you know, exactly. versus now, okay, this guy can never have a movie again. You know, let's like just basically banish him from society. Mm. and destroy his work and call him out it's like this guy literally put himself on the line so people can learn from this experience by saying something that he that was his past self and mm. you know what kind of society are we in where we can't even take people's past and, and then help them redeem themselves it's a it's a very quick trigger to say you're evil you're bad you're out mm. And, and that is the risk of doing something like this and publishing it. And, and, in, and do I edit my podcast? I think that was the original question. Yeah. I do not. Uh, the only thing I edit is like clicks and pops. Mm -hmm. And then I will trim out the beginning where I kind of warm up with someone. I tell them, hey, look, we're recording. Um, yeah. And we kind of warm up. And then when I feel like it's time to kind of start the podcast, so it's not just a bunch of us rambling beforehand, I'll, I'll cut out, I'll trim out the beginning. Yeah. And then I'll trim out the end where I'm like, hey, look, this was great. Thank you for doing this. Um, yeah. Do you have any questions? Do you want me to edit anything? So I'll ask them, hey, do you want me to edit, edit anything out? And so far, I've only had to edit one podcast. 
is we talked a little, some uh, about some stuff that was a little a little too personal to put out there okay in the beginning so i, I trimmed that out um but uh, yeah i i don't edit them i don't see that that adds into the simplicity and the easiness of it is i don't want to be editing all day i don't want to hire someone to edit i appreciate the conversations like the joe rogan podcast i i appreciate when it's just it just goes out there. It is what it is. It's a conversation. It's not an interview. I don't, I don't like that interview vibe or how they've always been uh, put out there. Mm-hmm. And so I'm actively avoiding that by just doing conversations and only edit clicks and pops and things that are just obnoxious or don't don't really add value. Yeah, yeah. You made a good point there about the interview style. I mean, like, don't, I was going to say, don't get it twisted. So I've never used that expression in my life, but don't get it confused. <laughs> I'm not American. I'm English. I'm an Englishman. Um, so don't get it confused. Like I, I, um, I am leading this conversation as in this, this mm-hmm. mean you're having, but I'm not interviewing you. I think that's because, um, I have had, a, had occasions before where I've been on people's podcasts and, it's it's been so casual that I'm actually leading the conversation. I'm like, I'm on the, I'm on your podcast, <laughs> you know? so you do need someone to lead it, um, sure. but not for it to be like I have no questions here written down in front of me. I know you, we've spoken before, we've chatted on Instagram, and um, so that that's I like what you're doing. To me, that's grounds enough to spend time speaking with you. Um, I want to speak to you about um, I just because all of this stuff is of interest to me. You talked earlier about making the podcast the business, and before we get into this, to say I spend at least a whole, well, let's say at the moment now, maybe six hours a week uh, editing my, a podcast episode, all that kind of stuff, recording it the whole lot. Before it was two days doing doing one episode, mm-hmm. so I do I do understand that I've actually given up classes to spend more time on the podcast because. It just I get more out of it, and I feel that it's the future for me in terms of mm. me um, creating or, or building a community um, that I want to be part of. So, therefore, I've give I'm losing money um, like uh, that by spending time doing this. So, I do think it is it's reasonable to to consider making a business out of it. So, my question to you, Nelson, is you've thought about that. It seems what would you say would be the best strategy for you to monetize your podcast? I see the in-person component being uh, something that I want to explore deeper. So having some sort of meetup or some sort of event yeah, where I can gather. So my idea has been to get um, as many guests from the show into one location where they can provide their offerings, maybe give some sort of talk, maybe lead a class. Because uh, most of the people I speak to are physical realm, you know, doing yeah. some sort of movement practice. Um, so I'd like to get them all together in one room, one place, kind of like a TED event. I'm, I'm speaking with a friend that has a space out in the desert by California. And that might be a possibility, which would be really cool. Um, so that that's where I see it going. I, I think ads are definitely there. That's always something that I think people think of. Oh, I put a sponsored ad on my on my 
podcast. I'll make money that way. Perhaps in the future, if it's something that I use often, but I don't use a lot of things. I, you know, I, I would, <laughs> I, 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 you know, I don't use like the cash app. I don't, <laughs> I, so I don't know what I do in terms of, I really want to actually use it versus just putting it out there and peddling it. But mm. I think a physical event would be a lot of fun. And in keeping with the theme of whoever I've had on, I'd love to continue to promote what they do because I like what they're doing. And I think it'd be really cool if they can sell what they do and we make some huge event out of it. Okay. Uh, so that's how I see in the future, right? That's not an immediate thing. And then in terms of, uh, I'm, I'm really diving into communication and uh, teaching and coaching, but then even on a more macro level, just how we communicate with everyone in our lives and how this podcast has helped me do that, helped me become a better teacher and coach. Mm. So I would like to offer what I learn as a some sort of coaching, a online platform perhaps, mm-hmm. maybe in person. Uh, but I, I do see that as perhaps the more, the shorter term, more feasible at the moment. And then um, in a year or so, kind of having some event on a grander scale. Okay. It's bringing together the people that may that have already been on your podcast into one area where then you have host as an event and you're the host. Right. Like I'd love yeah. for you to come out to the <laughs> desert in California or maybe a Costa Rican jungle retreat and then <laughs> you're teaching yoga or you're teaching audio, pot, whatever someone would like to teach. Um, that would work within, you know, obviously you don't want people to step on each other's toes, but yeah. I think that would be, that would be a really fun thing. I would enjoy doing that and I would enjoy setting it up. Um, Interesting. I haven't really thought of any other avenues outside of that coaching, uh, communication and helping teachers and coaches become better communicators. Okay. What about Patreon? I thought about that, but then I thought I saw what Patreon was doing and kind of silencing some people that I like. Mm. I think they they banned Sam Harris. Um, they've banned a few people they deem like far right, mm-hmm. um, which is kind of crazy to think because a lot of these people are very liberal. Um, so I, some some of the policy or some of the ways they've handled that, I, I don't know if I'm a fan of. I still would. I might use it. And it's funny because I saw your. I saw you have a page where you have people donating. Yeah. So I want to flip the question on you. What are you going to do for monetization? And then how has that donate page worked out for you so far? Yeah. Okay. Well, firstly, going back to the Patreon thing, I had was a hair's breadth away from setting up a Patreon account when this whole controversy hit. And mm-hmm. I thought, and I'm already very self-conscious about being censored, about being told what to say. I don't want that. Uh, I don't re- like, like react well to that type of authority. And I, so I thought, okay, I put on the long finger, the Patreon thing. And then I seen how it developed. I noticed Jordan Peterson left. He mm. left uh, and he had like two weeks ago or something like this. And um, so he left and then I thought, I just followed him to see, okay, where's it? What's he set up? And on his website, he set up through this website called donor box. I thought donor box, that sounds like a charity thing, but I looked at his website and went onto it. It took me ages to figure out all the website 
back-end coding type thing, even though it's pretty simple for a lot of people, for me, not so much. Um, but I set it up and then I was, from a moral point of view, I thought, I don't want to ask people for money. I, <laughs> I don't want to, I feel like I'm scrounging, you know, oh, give us some money. Um, yeah. <laughs> and then, but then the other part of me thought, I'm not sure I ever want to have a sponsor because I don't want to tell people they should buy stuff. Now, now how this has developed is I set up DonorBox about um, what three or four days ago. I've already had seven donations. Yeah, seven donations I've had, and it's people donating like a considerable about amount of money um, just to be uh, people that I, some of them I've never even interacted with before. Just love the podcast. Mm. Please keep it up. Here's X amount, and I, thought, I was buzzing. I was like, oh, this is amazing. Like people actually do value it. Um, right. And that made me feel great. And then at the same time, as in last week, this all happened last week, I um, I now I'm going to have two sponsors, potentially three on my podcast and they're products that I use. Um, so I don't know if actually um, put it this way. I do my, in, I record my intros and my outros separately. So if this podcast has a sponsor on it, then you would have known by now because I would have said it at the start. <laughs> um, and the 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 it, but, but the thing is, Nelson, like if I could choose to have sponsors, it would be these guys, like without question. It's actually products that I use all the time. So, um, so that to me, you. to me that that is different. And I I wrestle with this. I ask my sister. I ask my best mate. Should I have sponsors? Should I not? And um, it was it wasn't an easy decision. But um, I, for these people, it, it was because I know them, and I actually know them personally as well. So um, that 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 makes it a different thing for me. So now, now the dilemma I have is, should I have sponsors and also have be asking for su- support outside that? So my my theory is, I'm going to go with the sponsor thing, see how how that goes. If people, for example, like um, one sponsor um that i didn't go ahead with in the end wanted to do a mid-roll um like as in and i actually was in fairness i suggested it oh you could an option is to do mid-roll if people don't know at home um or wherever you are um, a mid-roll is when you have the advert right in the middle of the podcast and right. the podcaster gets paid a premium for that because it's not ideal to have it in the middle it interrupts the conversation mm-hmm. and although the the um the sponsor was happy to do that and i would have got paid a lot more I decided against it. I thought I'm happy with the sponsor being at the end or at the beginning or both like the Tim Ferriss show, but not in the middle. I don't care if I'm losing money from it. Um, I just don't want to ruin the quality of, of the conversation. So then I, so now my, now where I'm at is I'm going to let the sponsor thing go ahead because I'm really happy to be working with these guys. Um, and have the donor thing there as an option. And then after a few months, I'll say to the the listener. I'll ask the listeners, "What do you guys think? Are you happy to? Do you like the? Do you mind having the sponsors on the podcast? If not, then we'll get rid of. Uh, we'll have no sponsors. But um, I would appreciate uh, support, even if it's a little amount, because as Sam Harris was saying, people will every day spend four euro or three euro, or whatever, or five euro. It's say two cups of coffee mm-hmm. every day." But yet they would be reluctant to spend five dollars a month on content that they actually get used from that potentially can change their habits and maybe make them feel a bit 
help them in their life. Um, I think, I, as Sam Harris was saying, I think digital content is massively um, undervalued. And um, so it's an interest. I'm, I'm happy I'm in that position now, but it's, um, it's one a decisions that I'm not taking lightly. I'm happy for you. That's a great place to be where you can promote people you like. They'll pay you for it or give you whatever you need for it. And uh, I think you're on the right side of things. I think I'm a little too scared and afraid. Mm. And that's why I haven't, it's been a push for me to market and to just put more posts out there saying, listen to this latest podcast. Here's why. And then to ask for money <laughs> is something I've thought of. And yeah, I want to, I think this brings a lot of value. People like it. This is the one thing I've ever, ever done that people are like, keep doing this. It's great. You know, give me so much positive reinforcing feedback. I think you're right on asking for money and you're, you're seeing it. People are valuing it and giving you the money back. So yeah. you've kind of, uh, you know, you got to send me a link to that donor box because yeah, man. I just got to start asking and, and, and that's it. You know, I mean, I'd be so afraid. The thing is, Nelson, you know yourself, man, and anyone else who listens to podcasts, because I think in order to understand the medium, you have to listen to them regularly. Um, for example, I listen to Joe Rogan podcast and I, when I hear his adverts at the start, sometimes I skip them. I just completely you know, t- mm-hmm. tap the 30 second jump forward button a few times and the adverts are done. And sometimes I leave them on because I'm, I'm thinking, ah, you know, whatever, I couldn't be bothered to get my phone out. So it doesn't bother me either way. I understand that he we all have to have to make a living and he is giving me huge value so um the only thing i won't do though is i won't promote something i don't use or i don't believe in for example this company's supplement food supplements company sent me this complete like bullshit product it it was um i won't i won't call them out but like it was this um these snacks that are full of these essential oils or vitamins and stuff like this. And it's just, mm-hmm. um, as Bill Burr says, like just eat an apple, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you don't need something in a packet that has been processed. There's plenty of uh, vitamins and minerals in fruit and vegetables. And, um, what annoyed me with this company was that, well, one, I thought, do you know what, um, out of interest, I'll ask them what they're paying just out of interest, you know? <laughs> and, um, Another thing that made me reluctant is their marketing was so distasteful. Like their Instagram was mm-hmm. like really poor quality pictures and just typos in the in the actual uh, copy. And then I went back to them and said, "Okay, how much are you paying?" Just out of interest. And they then said to me, even though they approached me, they said, um, "Well, why don't you tell us how many listeners you think, or how many people you could, uh, how many people would buy our product from listening to your podcast?" <laughs> I, I says, "Look, man." I ain't selling to you. You're selling to me. So this is enough. It's done. And I just like was pretty abrupt and haven't heard from them since. So really poor negotiation skills as well. But um, so it, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I don't need money that badly that I would talk about something I don't believe in. Um, right. But um, yeah, I think as you were saying, there's no harm in setting up a donor box page and people if they it's there if they want it when they're on your website they'll see the extra tab and they may you know may donate and i even actually think the word donate is a little bit ugly because it's um it's not a charity so yeah i think support is is a more appropriate word but um yeah so yeah that's that's kind of where i'm at with that but um have you so you were saying you don't you don't use anything though (laughs) no well do you 
<laughs> yeah. Well, I, I mean, I did, you know, there's some things that I, I think the things that I get the most value of, um, I mean, you can find them anywhere or like a pull-up bar. Hmm. I'm thinking of what I used. I actually get my hands on the most. Um, there's not too many things. Um, but I mean, hey, look, if someone's like, hey, I want to send you MCT oil. Can you promote it? But like, hell yeah. You know, I'm all about those bulletproof coffees. <laughs> um, you know, you want to send me mineral, mineral water? I love that stuff. So, Do you know what is funny to um, notice, man, is when, when you get the, uh, the T's and C's from the sponsors, they say you can't say X, Y, and Z. And I was really read it carefully. I was like, okay, no sexually explicit content. <laughs> no, 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 like don't incite violence. That's okay, fair enough. But if I say like, uh, I, I did ask them if I say, I won't say it now, but if I say the F word, is that okay? And they said, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm like, cool. Cause I'm not, I'm not, I mean, I think, I actually think swearing, if it's done um, tastefully is, has loads of value. <laughs> right yeah i agree i mean <laughs> well that's how i speak so exactly um, that's your i want to be that's you know, your authentic authentic voice. Or, yeah <laughs> um hey do you do you offer anything extra for the donations or the the subscriptions we'll call them because uh, i know patreon they have that where oh, yeah. it's like hey look unlock this tier unlock this video if you pay 10 bucks a month yeah yeah i do um what i've done is um, so I've set up a private Facebook group. Um, so they go into the private Facebook group straight away. Um, then I do uh, offers them to live Q and A's or ask me anything or Google Hangouts, Google Chats. Um, so I then my next thing now because I want to host a retreat is whenever I have an event, the people who have donated me will get priority on tickets. So that's. Yeah. yeah um but it's funny like i've put all these tiers up and, and I, not even tiers just if you if you donate anything you're you're automatically um put into um the kind of closer circle and um no one has actually asked for anything of those they've seen them and they just said no just i I said is there anything i can do for you in regards to what i mentioned and they said no i just i don't need anything just want to support you and say keep up the good work that's the general um kind of a message that i'm getting so hmm. yeah because yeah so there you go that's great yeah man have you thought about doing um recording your podcast with a video or with video so i've done a few skype where it captures the video hmm. so we're using zencaster for this one and i'm really i love this interface but yeah man. the video piece i've been doing for a lot of them so i've been thinking about putting them on, on i'll probably put them on youtube just so they can be out there um I don't have like really a nice backdrop or stage, you know, but, yeah. but maybe people like that. Uh, but I have, uh, it seems like a lot more work. So yeah. at the current moment, I'm just doing the audio piece. Um, but I, I, I have, I've definitely, I want to do more in person. It's such a different mm. dynamic. Uh, I've done two in person um, and it's, it's it's way different. I'm used to having some notes available to me on my laptop. I I feel more in control when it's over the internet like this. Yeah. Um, but then having someone else right there with you, it's a very different interaction, especially when you're both holding mics. It's kind of a strange thing. <laughs> it is. Um, it is a bit. It is a bit awkward, isn't it? Like I've I've met some like real. Um, 
I suppose, not that it matters, but like famous people in the yoga world. And then I've never met them before. And then I sit in front of them with a microphone and right, mm-hmm. like I'm, I can reach out and touch them. And it, it, I, mean, I don't do that, but like it, it is, <laughs> it's very, it is awkward. It is, and you kind of have to just ignore the initial awkwardness of the first five or 10 minutes. But yeah, I mm. think that, um, that, that in person is great. Um, but this, this Zencast is a, a bit of a game changer. I will say the video thing, man, I tried it and just pff. problem is when you speak to someone across the table, chatting away, as soon as the microphone goes on, the behavior changes slightly. It just does, right? Unless they're like a professional broadcaster. And in fact, actually, mm-hmm. if they've got a broadcasting background, their behavior changes even more because they're like, okay, I'll go into my, my microphone voice. Once you stick a video on that as well, and they know they're being filmed, then their behavior changes even more. And I think that for a lot of people, that's a bit too overwhelming. Um, so I, I, although I love the Joe Rogan podcast, the video he does on that, because you feel like, you know, you can walk privy mm-hmm. to the conversation. I think, um, it's too much. So I, 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 I understand your reasons for not going with that. I don't think it's necessary at this stage anyway. At this stage. Right. And that's where I do want to take it eventually is to have a studio, mm. a place where I can sit down with people and have that, uh, style and eventually be comfortable in that and that's hey you're coming into uh i i like the idea of having control i like the idea of having you're entering my space but i'm going to make you feel comfortable and you're going to enjoy it here but ultimately this is you know you're entering my room (laughs) so i i could see it that's where i want to take it for now it's great doing it this way Mm. video i do want to put more out there because i want to play with youtube i haven't I haven't been on there, but I keep getting people telling me do a vlog or put stuff out on YouTube. We think your content is original. Mm. So I'm just going to listen to that. That's where people have been asking me to go. Mm. Have you gotten any questions like that? Like, hey, or or any requests? Like, hey, well, I want to see you more on here or there. No. <laughs> no? No. They like you just where you are. They don't want to see my face, man. No, they, 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 um, no, no one's asked about um, video um at all no it's um but i do think though if you had the thing is man like if you you need a second person i think for the video because for the mate this is a huge reason that people don't think of i don't know if you know this but here's a bit of a knowledge bomb i'm going to drop the the slr cameras can only record for 20 to 25 minutes sometimes 30 minutes max and then it shuts off did did you know that no i didn't know that yeah man right so why is it the file storage no or the the heat up or well, I don't, I don't actually know the exact answer why, but I was thinking, man, why is my camera stopping after 25 minutes? The record button will stop. You don't know. You think you're still recording, but it stops. And I would buy a bigger memory card. I went up to like 64 gig memory card, and it's still stopping after 25 minutes. And then I realized it's the built-in function. They say it's because, yeah, to stop so it doesn't overheat. But so one theory I've heard is because it's to stop people making feature-length feature length movies with DSLRs um, to protect the the film industry in, in the States. And, you know, th- that's a theory that I've heard. But um, I can't imagine it's for overheating. That doesn't, I mean, in this day and age. Yeah, and is there some sort of soft, you know, some way to override that no. some way to hack it well and... you'd think so but i spoke to tim sinesi who, uh, a few weeks ago who's 
he has a, a YouTube channel called Yoga with Tim. He's got like twenty three thousand subscribers. I heard that. I heard that episode. That was good. Yeah, thanks. Man. Yeah, um, yeah, I like that one. Thank you. Um, so he was saying that he has to like he has two cameras and he has to actually run over and repress record. But most of the time, he has someone else there with him. And this is what I'm saying: if you want to do video, you need someone else there, really. And two cameras is ideal because then when one camera stops, the other one's going, and you can while that's going you can repress record the other one and then edit it afterwards um also i think the dynamic of having someone else there like a producer so like in joe rogan has jamie and um mm-hmm. the fire and the kid brennan Sharp has um who's the, the asian guy um uh, chin he has that chin guy so they have a producer so i like that way that you're the host but you can refer to the producer and say, what do you think about that? And he throw things, throw things back. I think even a better model, which you, I think you, you should look into because you've got a fun personality, is a co-host. Yeah, I've thought about, I, I have thought about that and I would love to do that. And mm. I eventually do see it being that where there is some co-host yeah. uh, where I can, we can vibe off of it and we can even do episodes just myself and that person. Yeah. Because I've been wanting, you did one where it's just you talking. And I've been wanting to do that some longer form, uh, but it feels weird. I just feel like, I guess I'm afraid to just go and talk for 30 minutes. Yeah. And then look back on it and say, oh, what a waste of time for someone (laughs) to listen to this. Yeah. But the co-host, man, I've been definitely thinking about that. I think with the co-host, what they do doesn't matter that much. But what's more important is, as in, ideally they're in a similar field to you or they complement your field so say for mm-hmm. example you teach movement um the co-host maybe is uh, um has very not is very knowledgeable in nutrition or some some other discipline that complements your discipline but i mm-hmm. think what's most important is the chemistry and the fact that you can vibe off each other and maybe you know, like insult each other a little bit, but in a banter way. And um, finding that person is, I feel like I'm a bit like on um, the Lonely Hearts thing, but for a podcast, there's anyone out there, by the way, now this is, I'm interviewing you, but there's anyone out there who's looking for a co-host for a podcast and lives in Ireland, hit me up. Nelson, would you be <laughs> say you're looking for the same? I do the same. If you're in DC, <laughs> give me a, a DM, you know, shout me out. Yeah, man. <laughs> Because, because I think that that um, people like to listen into conversations like they're doing between me and you now. But it'd be great if you had even three people works quite well. Like the Jocko podcast, he has him, his producer, and then the guest. Um, so, but I, I think anything yeah. more than three, it becomes a mess. There's too many people speaking over each other. Yeah, you have to have some sort of control. That's mm. that's what I love about Tiger Belly. Yes. Oh, that's such a good. Uh, I love how. Uh, <laughs> he dom, you know, he's like, this is my space, and it's in a joking manner, but then it's serious. And then his intros, this is Bobby Lee, yeah. the comedian. His intros are him doing something ridiculous. He sings or uh, just starts talking. He tells the guest that they cannot speak until they, he allows them to speak. <laughs> um, but there's usually more than I think there's four people, mm. right? So, uh, but they they do it well. Yeah, I, uh, I don't know how they do it so well because um, I suppose you need someone to be like the leader, then, don't you? That's otherwise. Yeah, well, that's like that's what Howard Stern has been doing for so long is that he is he is the leader, but then he's always got Robin 
and man, I haven't seen the show in so long. Um, God, who else is, but I don't know, like Baba Booey, you know, and it has, there's so many characters on the show that can come in. They can, they can have three or four mics at one time, but they know who the boss is and whose kingdom it is essentially. Yeah. And so, you know, if someone speaks out of turn or it's, it's kind of funny, um, but it's, it's definitely that I think starting off with two is a good place to start, right? So if anyone's in Ireland, go shout out Kevin. I want to see who your who your co-host <laughs> is going to be. Maybe we can do a remote co-hosting. Man, that'd Maybe be we great. Can try that. Out. I know. Yeah, right. Yeah, um, yeah. I think that's um, that's the the way to go. But again, it's not as convenient. I mean, um, say for example, now I don't know. You, I know you use a condenser mic. I have these little handy mics, a Zoom H1N. So Zoom, if you look into Fred Sponsor, mm-hmm. and um, Zoom H1N or any other handy mic would do. Um, but but I can take this with me anywhere. I've interviewed Patrick Beach, Keenan McGregor, Dice E. Decline, Brony Smythe, all these Max Strom, all these like really well known teachers, really busy mm-hmm. teachers that essentially said we don't have time to go to you so i on trainings workshops whatever i had my car with me and i would be able to interview them in my car just me holding my mic them holding their mic it's battery powered it records into an sd card and then i just upload it when i get home so essentially my car is a podcast studio and the acoustics are as good as my studio because you've got angled walls one wall is glass, the other wall is fabric. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it and you've got loads of cushioning inside, so it's perfect for um for audio. Um, so, but if you had a co-host that you had to rely on, like say if you were, uh, it's not as convenient. So there there were pros and cons, but um, these are the things that I had a guy email me today asking about advice to set up a podcast, and I think that um I hope this what we've spoken about is going to encourage more people to. To get into it, if you were to advise someone, let's say like top three things or three tips before they get into podcasting, what would you say would be, what would you have wished you knew before you started? I wish I would have known how much time it would eventually take. Mm. There's not much I wish I would have known outside of that, really. And I, I probably saw that coming anyways. The one thing, some things I would tell people is make sure you have, just just start, have a genuine interest in something and don't overthink the whole thing. I think that's the beauty of this is that it, it can be so free flowing and then it can go from there, right? When you're, when you're speaking about having a co-host, I thought, well, even if you didn't have the co-host, you can still do that interview in the car and then it's just, that's what it is. You have a guest where it's just you and them and then... There's so many way variables, so many ways you can change it up. Yeah. So don't overthink it. I I think the fun part about all this is that you don't have to do it like everyone else. You can there's people follow certain formats mm-hmm. and why not break the mold, try things out? It's very low investment mm-hmm. financially if you if you do it the right way. I kind of splurged a little bit and got that Zoom H6. Ooh. If you want to hit me up, Zoom H6. Um, <laughs> I will sponsor that. I use that for every podcast. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, that's, that's the, that. You, you, you did, you, that was the, the right move there um, with the Zoom H6. But um, yeah, it doesn't, it, it, it's, I, I, but I do think audio quality is so important. I can't stand mm-hmm. listening to people that are using 
they're like the I know you can do it on the anchor app and stuff with anchor app on your phone, but people using their i iPhone earbuds to record and they're in a big echoey room and uh, therefore they're like shouting down the down the mic and I think it's really important that you understand people are listening to you either in their car when they're driving so it's quite a stressful situations like in their commute or they're mm-hmm. taking you on a walk or they're running with you you're in their ear with like particularly you've got headphones on it's really intimate so you know, your voice is a tool and or like an instrument and you got to, you got to play the right. instrument well because um you, and you, you Nelson you got a, you got a great voice man I've said that to you before but um and some people are fortunate to have nicer voices <laughs> than others but it's still <laughs> important to be mindful of how you sound yeah thank yeah. you and I so I have thought of a few things I would tell a future podcaster oh, is yeah. Make it as easy as possible for your guest. Mm. So when the first podcast I did, I remember I tried to do it through WhatsApp. I took some suggestions from you, but it didn't really work for my setup. Yeah. Um, that was my fault. I didn't research or think about it. So my first guest was like, dude, uh, let me just give you a bit of advice. Make this easy. Just get on Skype and record the thing. <laughs> and I was like, well, how do I do that? And, and we did that. That was the easiest way to do it. So to piggyback on that and to add a little more is to make it even easier is get a calendar scheduling app. So I've been using Calendly. So yeah. if Calendly wants to sponsor me, me up. <laughs> we're just uh, shamelessly <laughs> flaunting ourselves now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That is good. Uh, I, I had that one off you. So thanks for that. Yeah. And it was, what I love about it is that you can ask questions and you can send them, you can collect their email and, whatever information you need. So I would, I would, uh, catch Skype handles. And now I'm just going to use Zencaster because this has been great. Yeah. Zencaster hit me up. Um, <laughs> so that calendar scheduling app is great. You give people times when you're available. Uh, they click the link, they see what days are coming up. They click a day, click a time, and then they fill out a form that you can create. So I created one that said, Hey, what's your Skype handle? Uh, is there anything that is off topic for you? Yes. Yeah, so I think that's a great way of getting people comfortable yeah. and understanding that you have their best interest in mind. And that's essentially the the one important question I ask. And I've had most people say, no, everything's cool. We can talk about anything. And then one person said like, hey, look, I just don't want to talk about this specific thing. I was like, all right, yeah, now I know. And so we're a little bit warmed up there. And I would say, Record an intro and an outro. Mm-hmm. Uh, my first few episodes don't have that. So if someone comes and I don't want to re-upload them, I don't know how that works yet. So mm-hmm. my first few are just me jumping right into it. And it's kind of, that's poor production. So I would say have an intro, have an outro. And 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 mic quality. Yeah, get some good mics. The Zoom H1N is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, put a little pop filter on that one. That's the one I use for the first ones. Yeah. And I think that's the most important thing. And just practice, just keep doing that. I think Instagram is a great platform for just doing those uh, random talking videos where you're you're getting more comfortable with your voice yeah. and listen back to what you record. And how do you do? You publish through Libsyn. I don't. I use SoundCloud. Okay. Right. Okay. And so they host mm-hmm. it, and and they take care of all that the URL. And the, okay everything else that goes into it yeah interesting 
Um, yeah, man, because yeah, I know some people use the Anchor app and I hear that, but then supposedly if you use the Anchor app, Anchor actually own the data. Um, you don't actually oh, wow. own it. So, you know, the, the bottom line is it's free. If something is free, you've got to figure out what's the catch. Like, what am I giving away if I'm not giving away money? Um, so, yeah, I, mm. I if you, you've used SoundCloud, I use Libsyn. But, um, uh, yeah, I think um, as you – and also, to, as you mentioned before about intros and outros, you didn't do it at the start, but now you do it now. If you want a sponsor, I think that you you need to start recording intros and outros because – they you are rep you have to remember you are representing them you can be your authentic self but to have a produce a piece of work that has some structure that uh, you're telling a story with a beginning middle and end and that includes intro and outro and i think that's um if i was a sponsor i would want to see okay where does my where, where do we fit in here um and that's something to consider but as you said at the start get started get your first one out there and once you've done the first one it's way easier. Yeah, and even adding in the time it takes to market it and promote it. Mm-hmm. If it's just something you want to do as a fun little side project and you don't really care where it goes, I don't think you should do that anyways. But mm-hmm. in that case, you might have to think about that. But, I mean, really, you want people to listen to it, right? Why else are you doing it? Unless it's a private practice in getting over some fear of speaking and putting yourself out there okay but even then you want more people to listen to it so you can push yourself so i would say factor in marketing and what that's going to look like for you what your what the identity around the podcast is going to be um how do you feel do you feel like you have a besides being the yoga life podcast do you feel like there's some sort of theme to each of your discussions or Mm -hmm. Is it more free flowing for you? Do you is there something you always want to hit on? It depends on on the guests, but um, what generally interests me is business. Actually, is, is one that interests me because um, how people operate when they're self employed. Because when you're self employed, you're you, you know you you essentially your job is your life. You know, hopefully you really love what you're doing. Mm-hmm. So how you manage your time with your job is ends up how is how you manage your time in your life. So I, I actually find um, business conversations really interesting and I'd factor podcasting into that. You know, that goes within business. Um, but mm. also teaching, communication. Again, that's podcasting. Um, I don't talk too much actually about yoga, funnily enough. I, I talk about teaching yoga. I don't talk about the asana or, um, you know, yoga philosophy. Um, I would get, I would even interest in having a guest on that would speak about that but it's not something that um, I I want really have a massive desire to cover. I'm more interested in people and their stories, um, yeah, and how they they kind of how that what their life is like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so um, what about you? What's your what's your themes? Yeah, it was mine. Was always supposed to be the daily practice and what people do every day mm. that helps them serve something greater in their lives, not just the practice itself. Um, and it's it, that has I try and get it in every that question at least in some way every episode but it's been a lot more of me just wanting to get to know them and mm-hmm. the same kind of the same thing that goes on with you is you you're just really interested in them and wherever it goes it goes and that to me is I don't want to stick to such a script but 
Sure. I, I think practices are important and that's why I created the daily practice. And I, these are people who I do see their practice in some way and I am fascinated by it. So, yeah. but that, that's just a, a question here and there, but it's, it's filled with a lot more storytelling around who they are and, and letting it flow and seeing where it goes. Yeah. But, yeah, but I th- and, and I think what you hit on there about getting to know the person is really important because on Instagram, for example, I don't write about my personal life too much. I don't, I'd keep it to yoga, what's happening with the events, um, maybe something personal, if it's um, if it, like an anniversary or, or something like that, I'll, I'll mention it on Instagram. But what I like about the podcast is that I want, I think it's people should um, get more comfortable with talking about themselves. And therefore, because the podcast is the long form content is a chance for people to learn about you or whoever the guest is um away from what you see on the short form content like facebook or instagram Mm -hmm. but it's just when people come when i sit with people and they think i'm interviewing them it's never really that great good but when they a bit more relaxed um generally it's it's better more interesting um, conversation but um that's i suppose that's um what we are learning as interviewers but like um as hosts is to get the best out of people um sure yeah. and as you said making it easy for them because not just make, what you said earlier about making it easy for them in terms of the the administration setting up but also making it easy for them asking them questions that allow them to speak as opposed to being too direct with your questions or to trying to look for profound answers because if you give someone a bit of leeway in how they can answer a question. It's way better than, no, I want to know this specific thing that they may not actually have an answer for. <laughs> you know? mm. um, yeah. So um, but that's, that's the learning curve on the host part, I suppose. Um, so Brother Nelson, um, <laughs> where if people want to find out more about you, I'm going into my, my podcast mode now, where, where, would, they, where would they look, sir? <laughs> <laughs> well, Brother Kevin... <laughs> Um, and it's funny, actually, when at my high school, there was a, one of the, um, I guess, administrators or higher ups, I think it was a president, actually, whatever. Yeah. His name was Brother Kevin. So I went to like this Marist school. Oh. It's like a, yeah, I'm not, I, I really don't even know. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not so religious, but his name was Brother Kevin. Uh, so anyways, Brother Kevin, you can find me on Instagram at Nelson Quadras, that's C-U-A-D-R-A-S. Uh, you can find me on the internet at thedailypractice.com. You can also go to nelsonquadras.com. And you can just search in iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, Google Play, The Daily Practice, or any podcasting app that people use. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's where people can find me, pretty much. They can DM me on Instagram. It's probably the easiest way to get to me. And then they can just go to my personal site to get more, find more ways to contact me or listen to my stuff. So, but they should go check out my podcast, the the daily practice. And I've got one with you that I got to put out. So maybe we'll like synchronize them. I don't yeah. know, but yeah, cool. Um, yeah, that's where they can find. Brilliant. Me. Well, Nelson, thank you so much. Kevin, thank you. If you found this podcast valuable, you can review it on iTunes, share it on social media with a friend blog about it or talk about it in your podcast or you can support directly by subscribing on my site kevinboyyoga.ie 
forward slash support the yoga life podcast. This will give you access to our private Facebook group and some ask me anything sessions. To finish, let me remind you of 108 Asana cards. Ruth Delahunty, who has produced some beautiful cards via her site yogaroo.ie. If you go on there, check out, have a little browse around. She's a former graphic designer, so she does really beautiful stuff. You can get 10% discount using the promo code Kevin at checkout. Thanks so much for listening, and I'll catch up with you next week. <laughs>